0: Everybody and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding liberal arts college. In this second edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. We'll chat with a couple of folks at Monmouth College who've made some big time adjustments to serve students and the campus during this pandemic. Sarah Henderson, who is Director of Library Services and the Reverend Terry Ott, who is Dean of the Chapel at Monmouth College. Both Sarah and Terry are great examples of the kind of creative, adaptive, imaginative thinking taking place around campus in order to provide Mamma's students with an educationally rewarding fall semester. When Mamma's classes went remote in mid-March, the staff in the huge Library had to make one of the biggest adjustments on campus. No longer dealing with patrons in person... Members of the library services staff had to make the proverbial pivot to serve students, faculty, and staff mostly online. By all accounts, the staff came through the spring semester with flying colors. And when most students began their fall classes in August, whether on campus or remotely, the library services staff was ready for them. Joining us to discuss how the Hughes Library has adapted to serve the campus during the COVID-19 pandemic is Sarah Henderson. She's the college's Director of Library Services. Sarah says a number of measures have been taken to work with students both in person and online.
1: Uh, Some of the things that we've done this semester to Help prepare the building for the return of students. We have done everything from having masks and hand sanitizer at both entrances. We've rearranged the floor plan to provide enough space for social distancing, but still have the spaces that students may need to study or conduct research. Um, We have removed a lot of items that are touchable, like book displays, to help reduce uh, the possible spread of COVID. Um, we have uh, plexiglass at our front desk where our students, uh, student staff work, um, as a layer of protection. There are cleaning materials in the classrooms in the library. Uh, we quarantine library materials that are received through interlibrary loan for a certain amount of time before they're given to students for that extra layer of protection. Um, If students don't want to come to the library, if they feel more comfortable working with us remotely, they have the ability to work with us online via email, chat, Zoom. They can also call us on the phone. So if students want uh, greater level of social distancing beyond the six feet, they can work with us uh, online and we're still available to help them whenever they need us.
0: Sarah says that she and her staff gained a lot of valuable information from the shift to working remotely with students in the spring.
1: We realized that our communication was pretty good and that we had several different ways students could reach us. They could reach us via email, via our chat service. We were able to do Zoom with them if they wanted to but we also were available by telephone. So if students didn't have the ability via other technology, um, we were happy to use the telephone. And to be quite honest, if we couldn't be with our students, it was nice to be able to hear their voices and still be able to help them um, that way. And so we, we learned our communication was good. Resources we can always improve upon. We are currently reevaluating our resources. Um, We have a wonderful group of print resources. One of the things we learned, and I think this happens regardless of whether you're in a pandemic or not, is that you can always improve upon your digital resources. Uh, Digital resources are becoming more and more important in terms of not only providing access to students when they may be working remotely, Either visiting their parents or, of course, you know, working remotely due to the pandemic.
0: One area where Sarah says there is room for growth and improvement in the college's library services program is in the digital assets and acquisitions.
1: But even when students are on campus, digital resources are valuable because more students can access the resource at one time than if it's a physical item. Physical items were still often having to have one person at a time use it, and digital off resources give us the opportunity to have more students access the information at the same time. And so that's one area that we really want to work to expand upon. And it's definitely more tech savvy. They, and it's amazing, they can do so many things on their phone. You know, when I was in college, it was still very much, and I won't say when, um, but it was still very much the world of the desktop PC. And now they can put in their pocket, something that can do so many different things um, that we wouldn't have imagined, you know, even 10 years ago. Uh, And so they have the ability to uh, be more comfortable with ebooks, finding articles online. Um, looking at different websites. One of the things you know that we work with them on is how to evaluate this information. There's so much content out there that one of our goals at the library is to help students understand what that content is and whether it's helpful for them or not.
0: The folks in Monmouth Library Services have also learned the virtues of embracing the flexible.
1: Our goal, of course, is always to do better. We strive to do better for our students for our faculty and for our staff. Um, one of the things that I think we have improved on is recognizing the need for flexibility and being able to change, sometimes turn on a dime as we say, um, to respond to the needs of our Mammoth our College community. Uh, if they need a resource and they can't have it physically, okay, what are some different things that we can do to get that material to them? Do we need to purchase another copy? Is it something that needs to be scanned? Do we mail it? Do we send it as a PDF? I think being able to respond effectively and quickly for our college community is something that we've improved upon. I think Being aware of what's going on around us, we followed the pandemic in the news this spring and had already kind of started talking about what if, um, what if we would work remotely for a little while. And so I think our planning really has improved in terms of uh, the preparedness so that when we did receive the announcement, we were already ready to roll and have items in place for our students um, that we were prepared when the time came.
0: You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with Sarah Henderson. She's the person who oversees the college's library services and has come up with the creative ways in which to serve students this fall. Sarah says that the response she's observed from students to this fall's adjustments have been quite positive thus far.
1: Person, every student that I've talked to so far, I think that they're actually doing pretty well. I think, and this is just my guess, but I think in a way it might be easier for freshmen because this is their first experience at the college, and so they don't necessarily have the before and after comparison. So I think in some ways it's easy to accept that this is what we're doing to stay safe for right now and that as things change and as possibly a vaccine comes out, that things will go back to maybe the way they were. But I think it's easier in a way knowing that, you know, this is how it is for right now and this is what we need to do to to stay on campus, to keep everybody safe. Um, and to have a good first semester.
0: After the pandemic passes, Sarah says that the college's library services operations will emerge even more student-focused because she and her library service colleagues have had the time to evaluate and rethink some of what they do.
1: You know, I think the pandemic really gave me an opportunity to think about things in general and think about things that we were doing here at the library and trying to see it more from the student's perspective and how things worked for them and was it easy for them, was it difficult for them? If it was difficult, why was it difficult? Uh, what, What are things that we can do to make it better for them? One of my goals to do down the road is right now all of the workstations out on the main floor of the library are desktop computers, they're CPUs, and I would like to trade those out for laptops at some point because heaven forbid, should we have another emergency situation, if we have students that don't have technology that they can take home with them and use during a work from home uh, experience, you know, we could pull the laptops and check them out to the students and send them home with them while they were working remotely. Um, You know, things like that, things that we could tweak to provide a better service, a better experience for our students or for our faculty and staff. Um, If there's a faculty member that doesn't have technology or maybe their technology isn't working, you know, what are some things that we can do to make it better? Um, and not just, you know, pandemic planning, obviously, but services in general, you know, we talked about print versus digital earlier, you know, how are our digital services? Are, are they sufficient? Where can we improve in these areas? Um, whether that's, you know, streaming content for films for classes or articles or or reference books that are available digitally. Um, The pandemic really provided me an opportunity to think about these things and and how we can improve.
0: That's Sarah Henderson. She's Director of Library Services at Monmouth College, along with her colleagues in the Hughes Library. They've done an outstanding job serving students, faculty, and staff throughout this pandemic. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The chaplain's office is another area of Monmouth that has had to shift how it operates during the pandemic, and like the folks in the Hughes Library, it's been very creative with its responses. Joining us to discuss the chaplain's office work this fall is the Reverend Terry Ott, She's the college's dean of the chapel. Terry says that in addition to throwing everyday life into a kind of chaos, the COVID-19 pandemic gave her office an opportunity to reassess how it serves the campus, particularly students.
2: In our programs and... um... Um, we needed to reinvent the wheel. So it it, it um, just gave us a chance to really reflect over the summer on what was working and, and what wasn't. And so um, really gave us an opportunity for change. We didn't feel like we could pass up. So um, our Monday chapel services at noon um, Had increasingly um, become less and less attended by students. Um, There's a good uh, community base of faculty staff and community leaders that always touch base and we are happy to live stream so others could connect but um, students have classes at noon and you know, it just became increasingly clear that if we wanted to reach uh, college students with worship opportunities, we needed to do it in the evenings. We tried to do some online virtual programming last spring, but because students were just on Zoom and in virtual classrooms all the time, they really didn't show up for any extracurricular stuff or opportunities beyond class. So we didn't find our virtual programming successful at all. Um, Plus, with spiritual life, it's all about community and building um, that sense of being together. And so we reassessed over the summer. We decided we're going to do in-person programming, but move all our programs out.
0: And the transition to holding the events outside involved not only moving the location of weekly services, but also getting a tent for other activities as well as being a little flexible.
2: Huge tent for the backyard of the Presbyterian house. Um, so we continue to have our dinner and devotion program, which has always been really popular every Sunday night in the backyard of the Presbyterian house. And then we're, um, we're doing a weekly um, evening prayer at sunset, um, which is a bit of a risk. You know, when you plan programs, You're supposed to be consistent on day and time. Um, The thing is, um, when you're following the sun, the time always changes every week. And so people actually have to read your email when you say, um, okay, last week it was at 745. This week it's at 730 because that's when the sunset is. Um, But the thing is, it's been it's been so beautiful to gather on the steps of wallace hall at sunset you know we start in the light and we let go of the day together in prayer and um, community Um, we are very cautious we make sure everybody's social distance everybody wears a mask even though we're outside even the speakers so we have to really project um, when we're speaking
0: Terry says the shift to outdoors has also been a kind of learning experience for her.
2: And it's just been a beautiful time to gather, share joys and concerns. For, for me, as sort of the pastor of this community, I've needed those times of collective gathering to get a, a sense of the pulse of the community. I've been waiting for a chance to get together with students in particular, just to see where their heads and their hearts are at. And so these prayer services have given me that chance just to check in and say, you know, what's burdening you right now? Um, You know, just talk to me a little bit. And so for, for that, even for that alone, it's been really valuable for me.
0: You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're visiting with the college dean of the chapel, Terri Ott. She's discussing some of the adjustments her office has made this fall to better serve students during the pandemic. Monthly worship nights are also a new addition to this fall's lineup for the chaplain's office.
2: Another new thing is we're going to do, we're moving to monthly um, worship nights where we'll have an extended Service um, with a message and more music, um, more time for prayer, perhaps some small group discussion. Um, first worship night is we're planning for uh, September sixteenth, and it'll be seven o'clock again outside and the at the outdoor classroom. And and we partnered with Brandon Olette at um, Faith United Church. He's, I've I've um it's so great to have Brandon there because he's so musical. And so he's, we're trying to get as much student participation as we can in the leadership. And he's pulling in student musicians to kind of form a little jam style worship band.
0: As Terry points out, everything is a bit of an experiment during this most unusual of times.
2: It's going to be great. We're excited about it. But again, right now it's all an experiment. And we're just trying to um, kind of meet the community's needs and see how they respond. And if they don't respond well, we'll tweak <laughs> and try something different later. But um, that's, that's where we are right now. The work of chaplaincy is, is, is um, ever-evolving. Um, people often ask me, like, well, what do you really do? I said, well, it depends on the day, you know, and it depends on the need. Um, and that's certainly the case during a pandemic.
0: Terry says she's learned a lot about herself and her work throughout this period.
2: I am constantly trying to check myself and make sure that um, I'm not just doing things the way I like to do them or the way I, that, that suits my style and my cultural pattern and really investigate um, what can be fruitful and faithful um, ways of worshiping, of serving, of learning in a uh, diverse community such as Monmouth College. And it's another reason why I think we moved away from chapel on Monday. I was kind of, it was a real hard thing move for me to make because it's been a long standing tradition that we've had sort of a formal chapel service at Monmouth College. And it was sort of near and dear to my heart. And I think everybody who knows me knows the chapel was important to me and that I believe as a church related college, we, you know, I took pride in having that. Um, different day and our student needs are different. And, um, and it just, it just wasn't, wasn't working out the way um, I had hoped for it to work. And so, you know, there's, there's some humility built into the um, process of learning. you, you know, there's, um, you have to um, kind of sometimes fail your way to success. And um, and that's that's what that's what learning involves. Giving up giving up with things in in the hope to to gain a a, a better a better sort of landing spot for for what we offer in religious and spiritual life.
0: That's Terri Ott, Miss Dean of the Chapel, talking about how her office has adjusted to serve students and the campus throughout this pandemic. <laughs> And that's going to be a 30 for this second edition of Mammoth's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.